Hey y'all, this is Eb, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to the Making Legacies podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Two are two down. It's just the beginning. <laughs> hey. This is a miracle. What's up, LA? Today's episode is all about redefining legacy. And I know it's been like forever since um, I uploaded an episode. And to be honest, that's because I like having my stuff together. I like having my notes written out. I like feeling like I already have a flow. (laughs) And the Lord was like, we in this together. Don't worry about having three pages of notes with bullet points written out. I'm going to tell you what to say anyway. Trust me. I was like, you right. You right. So I'm really excited to get into today's episode. Before we hop into the definition of legacy, I feel like it's important that we take a moment to really break down what redefine means. And so when I looked up what the word define means, it means to show or describe someone or something clearly and completely. So really what redefine means is to show or describe someone or something clearly and completely again. So I was like, okay, Lord. And I, I just had this idea of, you know, that's actually something that Jesus did all the time. Um, he took things or concepts that had one meaning in our natural minds, in the natural, and redefined them according to the kingdom. And I really sense that he desires to do the same thing with legacy. So when you think about legacy, what comes to mind? There's actually different definitions of what legacy means when I looked it up, which was very interesting. Now, in the world, a legacy can mean money. It can mean property. It can mean accomplishments. It can mean meaning. It means different things to different people. And in the definition, when I looked them up, varied from the mark an individual leaves on the world when they die to the richness of their life to the story of their life, which reflects their legacy. But when I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, how would you define legacy? He gave me one word and it was impact. And I said, wow, impact. And I thought it was interesting that one of the definitions for legacy was when a person dies, the mark that individual left on the world represents that individual's legacy. And I thought about how we are called to die to ourselves daily. 
day by day, moment by moment, we are called to die to self. And that literally ties into this, the whole concept of this podcast of not looking at a legacy as a lifetime accomplishment, but as I, as we die to ourselves, making an impact in that moment that transforms and empowers and uplifts those around us. So powerful. And as I was thinking about dying to self, um, I thought about just examples first in the Bible of people who had legacies or had a legacy that we still talk about today that had to die to themselves, but ultimately pay the cost when they died to themselves. So automatically at the top of my mind, I think about Abraham who left what he knew to go to a land that the Lord told him to go to, but he had no idea where it was. And I also think about, you know, um, him being willing to not only give up Isaac, which is his promise and what he desired most, but to actually be willing to sacrifice it, to kill it. I said, "Woo, okay, Lord. Thought about Gideon coming from the least, like the clan that was the least, the least respected, right? He was hiding um, when the angel of the Lord came to him and called him a mighty man of valor. I think about how much he was probably made fun of, laughed at, ridiculed because he came from the weakest clan. There was a, a cost that he paid. I think about Ruth, right? Before she was found by Boaz, gleaning in the field, she lost people. She lost things, her home, everything. There was a cost. I think about Joseph. Think about having a dream. But then right after having that dream and sharing it with expectation that those that you share it with will be happy for you, excited, instead, you're rejected, you're mocked, betrayed by those who are supposed to love you and care for you. And not only that, before he saw the manifestation of that dream come to pass, he went through hell, various seasons of hell. So much pain, so much unexpected adversity before he saw the fulfillment of that dream. There was a cost. Esther, don't talk about that as much. We know she was an orphan, but before she came to the palace, how much rejection did she face? Seeing other children, other young women with their mother and father she didn't have that. Did she feel less than? 
Was she ostracized? What pain she must have felt that it's not really going into detail as much in the word. And I think a lot of people don't really take the time to put themselves in her shoes to actually think about what that felt like and what that meant. I think about obviously Jesus and what he endured for us. Man, the agony, the ridicule, the shame, being spat on, having the whole power of a lion, the fierceness of a lion, but willing to make himself a lamb and endure the unimaginable. And for some of y'all, y'all probably thinking, okay, can you give some examples that aren't biblical? I got you. I think about Leandria Johnson, gospel singer, um, who endured so much, came on the scene looking like what she been through. <laughs> but even after achieving success, and by Success by the definition of, of many people, right? Making it, um, winning Sunday's Best, putting out songs. She still struggled. She still was wounded from pain and trauma. But that pain and trauma was the very thing that allowed for God's glory to shine through her. That resonated with people. Marvin Sapp, I think about... Man, when you think about Marvin Sapp, you think about never would have made it. Top of the head, top of the dome. But the pain that he endured to even get to a point to sing never would have made it. So much pain. But the impact of that song was so great. They was playing it on R&B stations, secular stations, where people were hearing that and God was able to reach people. It was crazy, but there was a cost to that song. All right, some of y'all are like, okay, can we get off a of gospel period? I got you. Think about Lauren Hill. Man, she had one song, um, Peace of Mind. If you ain't heard that song, listen to that song. Pain, so much pain, ridicule, being laughed at. Being misunderstood. A cost. I think about Michael Jackson. How he grew up. But how he took that pain and it translated to music that was able to resonate with so many different people. But there was even still a cost even after he became famous. Such a huge cost. Think about Dave Chappelle. Man, I think about Dave. To be able to walk away from so much money that other people thought he was crazy. Those closest to him thought he was crazy. But he knew that he would lose his creative freedom if he signed that deal. That the gifts and talents that God had given him would be at the hands of others to do with what they wanted. So he walks away from crazy, crazy money. And not only does he walk away from it, he leaves what he knows 
and watches as others become successful. And he's labeled crazy. Lies are told about him. Again, he's ridiculed. He's mocked. He's shamed. And it hurt. It's painful. But he comes back and he shares that, that pain. And it hits. It's opening eyes, man. So powerful. I mean, I think about Kobe Bryant. I think about Kobe. Now, I didn't watch many Kobe games, and I ain't ashamed to say it. I remember his games being on growing up. I remember my, my cousins, they had his posters all over their walls. They were playing NBA 2K. I knew that he was a very, very talented athlete. But it wasn't until after he passed that I really began doing research on him. And I realized it wasn't just his talent and his skill that caused people to admire him so greatly. It was his mindset. It was his work ethic and his heart. But that those things came at a great cost because a lot of people labeled him extreme for the things that he did to be great. There was haters. There was pain for him too. But the impact that he was able to make, so powerful, so, so powerful. And honestly, I think about my own life, y'all. I think about in the beginning of 2020, Man, I lost my job. Shortly after I lost my job, I lost my apartment. I was in a, I was settling for a situationship at that time when deep in my heart, I desired a real relationship. But I was idolizing that and prioritizing that instead of the Lord. And that shortly began to crumble. And as that crumbled, I lost my identity, lost my sense of self and who I was. I lost my joy. I never thought there would come a day where it would take effort for me to smile, take effort for me to laugh. But that's what happened. Then shortly after that, I lost my community or what I thought was my community. The Lord had me walk away from friendships that felt like more breakups. (laughs) He called me to walk away from the, the place that was once my safety, my refuge. Walked away from all that I knew. To an unfamiliar, lonely, and honestly terrifying place. So much pain, y'all. I cannot articulate to you the pain that these last couple of years that I've endured. But I think it's important to say 
I'm just now beginning to get an idea of how powerful the glory that God's going to get from all of these things that I've endured. And I know the same is going to be true for you. But I think it's important to say that the legacies that we're making are not about making our name great. Because in the world, there is a push for making yourself great, right? Making your name great. But the kingdom is opposite of the world. And what I mean by that, if you look at a lot of principles in the kingdom, they are totally opposite of what the world says. Like in the kingdom, how the way up is down. In other words, God opposes the proud, but he exalts the humble. So in other words, according to God's eyes and according to the kingdom, to be successful to the Lord is to humble ourselves, right? To make ourselves low and instead exalt him, exalt his ways and what he desires to do. And we decrease, not minimizing and thinking of ourselves as less than, but prioritizing his way and his heart and his desires above our own. That's how we become elevated and promoted in the kingdom. Another principle, the least shall become the greatest. So in the world, it's all about doing what you got to do to make yourself great, right? But in the kingdom, typically, it's about serving. You lead by serving in the kingdom, serving others, not by serving yourself. And it's, it's, it's so powerful. And in the same way, when it comes to making an impact, a legacy for the kingdom, it's about exalting him, prioritizing him, making him known, pointing people to him, doing it his way, allowing him to do what he desires to do in you and through you. A very powerful verse that he led me to was Romans 8.18. And it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Another translation says, the pain that you've be you the pain that you've been feeling can't compare to the joy that is coming. And I just sense so strongly that so many of you, LA, have endured pain. And you're still enduring it even now. But hear the Lord. Hear the words of the Lord's heart. The glory that will be revealed in you and through you 
can't compare to what you have endured or what you may be enduring now. I share all that I lost, y'all. I almost lost my mind, if I want to be honest with y'all. If, if I, you know, I used to hear, you know, church folk be like, if it wasn't for the Lord, if it wasn't for Jesus, y'all be like, amen, you know? <laughs> but it's another thing to actually have been in a position where, you no, know, I for real was like, I'm about to give up, Lord. Like, I, 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 I can't make it through this. And literally, he be the one to strengthen me and get me through. The lesson that I learned from all that pain that I shared with y'all was that there is a real cost and pain is often the currency, y'all. It is. If I look at a, a lot of people who've had a huge impact before they were elevated to a place to make an impact. I can see pain. And I only named a few examples. There are so many more. But the Lord spoke to me. He was like, Ebony, I know you've gone through so much pain. I know you're hurting. And I'm going to help you walk through that. I know you've lost so much I know you have. I know that it's taking everything to walk away from those friendships, to walk away from the only place that you've ever truly felt accepted and loved. But I have more for you. There is more that I desire to do. There is greater that I desire to do in you and through you. You carry a legacy in you and you have no idea what is about to be birthed through the pain that you've endured. But trust that what I have ahead of you, what I have coming, that pain that you've gone through and that you're going through right now won't even compare to the glory that is going to be shown through you. You have no idea. You have no idea. Today's legacy that I want to share and that God showed me was I have to allow God to use my pain to heal others how he desires. A powerful, powerful legacy. Because I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. Lord, when, when is, is the cap for the pain? Like, when's the limit? Like, you know, I don't know. But I trust that he's going to use it. I trust that it's not, not all in vain. I trust that he wastes nothing because that's who he is. I trust that what he's spoken will not return unto him empty and void. That his word will accomplish what he sent for it and meant for it to do. LA, understand, like I spoke in the first episode, 
Legacy Army is made up and comprised of trailblazers, pioneers, world changers. And that often means that we go through extreme, extreme adversity. Pain that a lot of people, even those closest to us, cannot understand. Have no idea what we carry. But the Lord does. And understand that none of it is going to be wasted. None of it. We serve a very intentional God down to the smallest detail. And I want to encourage you and speak into you. Let him use your pain. Because he's going to use it in a way that you never imagined or thought he would. And it's going to heal It's going to set people free. It's going to transform and change lives. Not just yours, but others. It's going to make an impact for his kingdom. And that is so much greater than trying to do it on our own, in our own strength and power. LA, oh, I sin so strong. Trust him, LA. Woo! I feel the weight of some of the pain that that y'all have endured. I understand. I, I may not have gone through exactly what you've gone through or what you're going through, but as someone who is still going through a process of healing, it's worth it. I'm speaking this to myself. Ew, don't Don't give up. It's worth it. Daughter, son, don't give up. Don't lose faith. Don't throw in the towel. Because what I'm going to do in you and through you Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could have ever asked, thought, conceived, or imagined. Allow him, L.A. Allow Jesus to have that pain and to trust and trust him that he's going to use it so much more powerfully than we ever could. Okay, LA. I'm proud of y'all for making it this far. I really am. If no one has told you, I'm proud of you, that LA, I'm saying it. But really, it's the Lord saying it. So, (laughs) I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for continuing to move forward. A limp, a crawl, however you got to do it. Progress over perfection. I am proud of you. He is proud of you.
and all the pain that you've endured and that you're even enduring right now. He's going to use it if he hasn't already begun to use it. You may not see how. You may not see now. But he's using mine. I'm sharing it right now. The very pain that I'm still healing from, I'm allowing him to use it knowing that as I share and as I speak, because his anointing is on my words, there is power, there is healing, there is freedom in these words because they come from him, not from me. I know as I'm speaking these words that whoever is on the other side of my voice, y'all are being empowered, y'all are being strengthened, y'all are being healed, y'all are being encouraged, y'all are being transformed, y'all are being set free, y'all are being renewed, revitalized, restored. Right now. And that's a testament to me relinquishing control and allowing him to use this pain. I I love y'all. And the L word is not something I throw around easily. But I do. I love y'all. And I feel that because that's his heart. He loves y'all so, so much. And I just pray over y'all that today's legacy of allowing him to use your pain how he desires. I really pray that from today forward, you find yourself in a place where your hope, your fire is reactivated and he begins to show you whether it's vision, whether it's pieces, however he decides to do it. That this is just the beginning of a mighty work and a powerful movement that he's going to do through you. All right, LA. Love y'all. Make some legacies. This is America. Hey LA, today's legacy was to allow God to use your pain how he desires. And for this episode's legacy application, three questions were on my heart. And I believe they were on my heart because they were on his. Number one, what are you willing to pay to make a legacy? Number two, in what ways can God use your pain to make an impact for the kingdom? And number three, are you willing to let them? As I mentioned in today's episode, there's a cost to making a legacy. 
But I believe that as you take time to sit and reflect, not only on the pain, but on these questions, that honestly, the Lord is asking you, I believe that he's going to get give you clarity, encouragement, and momentum to move forward. The cost is great, y'all. But the glory, the glory is so much greater. Love y'all and see y'all next episode. Everybody, everybody wants to know where you're going to, cause they wanna come. Or so they think until they find